0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody, you're awesome. Wherever you are, you are amazing and great,
1: and the Lord has risen during this Easter season. We are celebrating and singing Hallelujah. This is Father Vasik, your host, continuing. With Real Presence Live, this beautiful show coming to you from the University of Mary. We've got a great show. We have this final segment. Uh, We're so glad to be able to bring Real Presence Radio to wherever you are. Before we go on to the next interview, though, I wanted to ask, did you know that there is a Real Presence Radio app? Maybe you're like, yeah, of course I did. That's what I'm using right now. Or maybe you're like, I don't even know what an app is. Well, then maybe you don't need it. But uh, there is a Real Presence Radio app. You can get it on, on any of your smartphones. You can also go onto to realpresenceradio.com uh, and listen there. But you can listen live. You can find podcasts of previous shows like the one you're listening to right now. Uh, And you can find it in the app store wherever you are getting your appetizers or your applications, whatever that stands for. So do that, friends. It's a great way to stay with us. Now we want to get into our final segment of the day. I want to talk about marriage prep or engagement or all those things prior to a wedding. So, Sister Candace, fear, are you with us?
2: Yes, I am. Thank you.
1: Sister, we're so glad to have you. Can you share with us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes. Um, I belong to the Schönstatt Sisters of Mary, um, and I live in Sleepy Eye at our retreat center and our shrine there. Um, I've worked for the Diocese of Nualm as the director of the Office of Family Life for approximately 12 years now. All right. Um, I, I'm originally from the western side of the diocese, from
1: Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe, I know Ivanhoe. Wait a second. I know Father Tom Niehaus. I feel like he's no, maybe he's not from that area. Anyway, I know I know he a lot is. of people.
2: Yes, he is. Father Father Tom did live in in Ivanhoe for a few years.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Very good, sister. So we want to talk about uh engagement, uh preparing for uh a wedding. Um what are what are some of the ways in which you work with engaged couples as they're preparing for marriage?
2: I um, actually, as director of the Office of Family Life, um, several of the duties that are underneath that office are are marriage prep, um, also natural family planning. Um, And so one of the ways that um, we begin um, working with our engaged couples is to um, encourage the use of natural family planning. Uh, We provide for our couples a, a booklet, that um, highlights all of our providers here in the diocese, as well as um, the different methods that we um, have being taught here in the diocese. And we encourage um, our couples to to look at that um, as an as the option for their uh, relationship as a couple. And. We also try to uh, meet the needs of the couple uh, where they're at. Um, if we have couples that are coming um, with previous marriages, um, we have had in the diocese for a number of years um, a remarriage program, um, which has really grown to be, a, um, I think, a beautiful resource uh, for those couples who may be coming um, and entering a second marriage. Um, currently, our remarriage program, the couple that has been teaching it for many years, has retired. So we're in the process of looking for another couple who can carry on that ministry here in the diocese. But I think we've seen um, just the situation that couples are coming to us with. Um, it may be it may be that they entered into um, a marriage already, or it may be that they have issues that are... Um, Related to um, their experience of having been in another relationship, having children um, from different relationships that, that they now need to blend into one family. So we kind of try to identify what are those specific needs and try to respond to them. hmm
1: yeah so, so so you you bring up uh the various ways in which people are coming to um marriage preparation or preparing for marriage uh and that there's a lot of different um life histories or different situations that people come from and I uh, as pastor of a parish for four and a half years um and now as chaplain at the athletic department here at the University of Mary working with a lot of uh couples f- uh preparing for marriage there's there's uh, there's so much um there's just so much to talk about. There's so much there, um, and it's and marriage prep, as far as I can tell, seems like it's pretty short. Uh, you know, it's maybe you get engaged and it's you know it's nine months, you know, six months, nine months, maybe a year, maybe just over a year before you get married, and that might seem like a long time to a couple. But as far as uh, preparing for an entire life together, that's a, that's a very short process, a short timeline, as far as I can tell. Maybe maybe other people don't feel that way, but uh, but there's a lot that that. Uh, that uh, needs to be brought to their, uh, to help them, uh, prepare for this life. So, so thank you for sharing some of those, uh, ways, uh, natural family planning and, and various, the remarriage tool that you would make use of. Um, so, uh, but there's so much. So what would be some of, um, some things that engaged couples? Maybe, maybe they're just not even thinking about, um, they might overlook it, uh, and so you'll help maybe bring that to their attention through your marriage preparation process. What are some of those things that people just, they're not thinking about it, but you want to help bring it to their attention?
2: Well, I think one of the things that's really important, um, you, make, you made reference to the fact that the time frame for preparing for marriage is rather short. Um, and I think that that has been um, something that we, um, as in Family Life Ministry, probably have overlooked um, for um, quite a while. I think we need to widen our, our vision a little bit and see that preparation for marriage has to start um, early, okay? Um, I was meeting with the marriage directors from Region 8, which is Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and we just posed the question, when does marriage preparation begin? And we came to the consensus that it begins at baptism. (laughs) Okay. It begins at baptism. Sure. You know, the parents are the first teachers of their children. Um, They are giving a lifelong example to their children. Um, And if we had to count on the time that we have um, here at the diocese to prepare a couple for marriage... Um, we would not be able to do um, a very good job. <laughs> we would be, as you say, um, cutting it very short. Yeah. Um, we count on, and we need to, but we also need to um, very actively promote and help um, parents to see and to take their their take up their role um, in that preparation of their children for their vocation and specifically marriage so I think that that is um, is something that um, that we are continually challenged to do how well are we doing the remote preparation we can we can talk about the, the proximate the things that we're just going to do um, you know when they come for our our um, preparation that is set up by the diocese but what about the remote preparation? What are we doing and how are we laying the foundation for that? Um, and I think that that is um, something that, you know, couples um, definitely when they come for their immediate, their proximate um, preparation, you know, there's a lot of things that they, that they need to consider. Um, and certainly society... Directs them to think about, oh, I need a venue for my reception. I need a, I need a this. I need a photographer. I need a caterer. But, um, what we want to do is we have a, a booklet that we give each of the uh, couples and a guidelines for the wedding liturgy. And I think it's a way to, to shift the focus and to see that, um, their wedding isn't an event. It's not a one-day thing. Yes, there are many things that are gonna happen on that day, and yes, you do have to arrange them. But your wedding is the beginning of your life together, and it's your life together, um, hopefully in a sacramental marriage, one in which Christ is the center. So we have a, a guidelines. Um It talks about uh, what to do in terms of contacting your parish,
0: when you should be
2: doing that, how to prepare for the liturgy, what are some of the issues for interfaith marriages? Um, you know, just the place of your marriage, um, those kinds of things that reflect already you're putting yourself into relationship with your parish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you. Uh you, you drew there, sister, a good distinction that I've, that I've used just simply uh, with couples is there's, there's two realities. They're not divorced from each other, but they, there's two realities. There's a wedding and there's a marriage. Uh, the wedding, um, you mentioned wedding is not just a day, it's a life. So that's kind of the distinction I make. It's like there's the day that it takes place, but then there's the entire, the rest of your life that unfolds and uh, society you know, just by the very nature of things, people draw their attention to the day, uh, and the day is amazing. I and mean, the day is what begins the, the rest of the life. Um, and so, uh, typically, when I have a, a couple, they come in, they're like, "Hey, father, we we got married. Uh, we're looking at our venue, and we wanted to see what what we got to do here at the church to get married." It's like, okay. Uh, Well, we got to think about the entirety of the rest of your life, Uh, definitely focusing on the day, Uh, the day being a very important part of this, but it's uh, definitely not the end. Uh, and uh, we got to make sure that we're thinking about all this. So uh, there's wedding preparation and there's marriage preparation as far as I you know, as kind of share with people. So sister, we'd like, uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back from the break, we'd like to continue talking about uh, this encouragement that we can bring to, uh, to couples uh, assisting them, maybe some ideas of what, what is this further remote, prox- uh, remote preparation look like? What can parishes do to help support all of this? So anyway, we'll, we'll continue on this conversation. Everybody, uh, this is Father Craig Vosick, your host, Real Presence Live, Visit with Sister Candace Fear, Office of Family Life, the Diocese of New Orleans. We'll take a short break, come
0: back, and continue our conversation. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area. Because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, The many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit. It helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work.
1: Hey everybody, here we are, here we are. This is Father Craig Vasek, your host, Real Presence Live, coming to you from the University of Mary. I'm visiting with Sister Candace Fear of the Office of Family Life. The Diocese of Orleans. we're talking about uh, preparation for marriage, preparation for wedding. We're talking about a life together. We're talking about remote and proximate things that we can do. Having a good conversation here, sister. Uh, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, thinking about these couples, what are some ways that uh, you could share with us that would be an encouragement um, to, to families and to, to others and ways of offering support as people are getting ready for marriage?
2: Well, I think that the thing we want to remember is that um, families um, form each of us um, and that parents um, have that role of being the primary educators of their children. And since that education is ongoing, um, we never stop learning. Um, You know, parents um, give their children an example by the way they live their lives. Um, They have the opportunity to model for their children a marriage that is faithful, fruitful, and forever. Um, our our family of origin, you know, plays a part in how we learn to communicate, how we resolve conflicts, how we view stewardship, how we've been formed in our faith life. Um, and just like any other life process, sometimes that example is strongly positive, and at other times we wish we could have done better. Um, But I think what's most important is to always remember that that we begin anew, that parents can begin anew to to give that example to their children. Um, And that, you know, parents, they reflect all of Christ's attributes. You know, mercy, forgiveness, humility, selflessness, um, and, and most of all, a faith relationship that sees Christ as a third person in their marriage relationship. If their children can perceive that in the relationship of their parents, um, you know, what, a, what an anchor they have for their future um, relationship. And like I said, sometimes we do a really good job of bringing that forward, and other times we just have to say, uh, we need to begin anew. We need to, to, to start over. Um, and I think that parents, Um, you know, and family members should pray for the the family member that's engaged. Right. Uh, If if parents can begin praying for their children and their vocations when they're born, um, you know, pray for a good and faithful spouse for those that will be called to marriage from your children. Um, You know, pray for the graces that they need to embrace purity and and chastity in their lives. Um, All of those all of those attributes that are going to help them to form a relationship that's, that's God-centered and, and can be faithful to their partner, can be fruitful, can be open to the children that God wants to give them. And that can be, um, you know, faithful until, um, until death, um, that these families then can become strong parts. Of our of
1: our parish, and of our community. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Sister, for sharing this uh, this idea of family of origin. Uh, it brings uh, such uh, <laughs> vibrant mo- thoughts to my mind uh, when I do the the inventories for the couples as they're getting ready for marriage, and we're sitting down, and they take this long. Um, well i don't even know survey or whatever it is and they fill out 150 160 170 different questions and they they're always asking father did we pass it's like it was not a pass fail test at all but it's uh it's it's uh an opportunity to to look at the the particular individual who is marrying a particular individual who comes from a particular family and the other comes from a particular family and they're raised in certain ways that they just like you know, we presume what we grew up with like we don't even think about it it's just it's just there we don't necessarily think about it or think was is there a different way of doing this is there a better way of doing this and so it's just this opportunity when we look at these family of origin questions it's always a very fun conversation <laughs> with the with the man and the woman it's like well how did your parents discipline you how did your parents discipline you are you going to go with that model or that model you're going to try a different model and uh, this family of origin question um, uh, I think since you might have already mentioned it, but you're not just marrying a person, you're marrying a family, right?
2: Right. And I think that's one of the beautiful things, um, you know, at, at our marriage preparation day, uh, when we have our our um, couples that are there as our speakers, you know, sharing their experiences and, and giving our, our young people, um, you know, a, a rich picture of, various um, like you said various relationships coming together with individuals from maybe very different families um, I, I think that's one of the beautiful things about our, our presenters they can open up um, possibilities for learning how to to grow together um, in in so many different ways um, you know and provide, you know, a picture for the couples that are out there, hopefully, each one of them can relate to um, how the presenter has taken their personal experience and shown us how that is living out the church's teaching about marriage and family. Um, so I think that, that the richness of, of each one's background, um, yes. At times it presents challenges, yes, at times there are certainly issues that they may need to to work out, Um, you know, issues that may have been a negative impact in their life. Um, But they also have the opportunity to take joy in the things that their family gave them. Um, And as one of our presenters said, you can choose to take the positive along and leave the negative behind. Great. And build a relationship um, that is centered on Christ.
1: Absolutely, great. Thank you, sister. Um, one final thought. This is this is me kind of uh, joking, but kind of not joking, so we don't have to engage it too seriously. But I've uh, I've long uh, said that. Uh, we need to we need to have marriage prep last like four five or six years. It doesn't. It's not gaining any traction anywhere that I'm pitching it. But I I think about your religious formation, sister, uh, to, to live a committed life. As a Schoenstatt sister. Uh it wasn't six months of preparation. It was it was years. I think about my seminary formation. I was in to be to live a lifelong uh ministry as a priest. I was three years in minor seminary plus four years of major seminary plus another year post ordination. I guess mine my, my training must have failed. I had to do more remedial work, but uh, another year. So I did eight years of preparation for parish ministry to live the life for you. And you can say, well, you needed it because uh, you're a priest and priesthood is harder than marriage. I don't think so. Marriage is, uh, marriage is rich. And uh, and complicated and and beautiful and uh, all these things. So this is why I've said if we're if we're this serious about religious formation for our sisters and brothers, uh, monks and nuns, and we're this serious about our formation for priests, why well, I feel like we should do this uh, pretty seriously for for marriages as well. So to your point, maybe you don't have to engage my crazy ideas, but to your point, that's the importance I would imagine of this remote. Uh, preparation, then, because uh, the proximate uh, the proximate time is so six months, nine months, a year, uh, but there has to be this life. So you don't have to engage my crazy thoughts, sister. Yeah. But any, any last thoughts uh, before before we let you go?
2: I, I you know, I just I just want to say, you know, I I I totally agree, and I think that um, that's exactly why um, we need to make sure that that our um, our remote preparation, um, you know, does fully unfold um, the beauty of the theology of the body, um, Mm. that our couples can really understand all of the richness and beauty that the Church has in store for them as a married couple. Um, and, and, And to be reminded that once a couple is married, it's probably even more important that our parishes provide some marriage enrichment, that they support that couple in their first couple years of marriage, which are, you know, um, extremely um, difficult. Um, and I think that the challenges, whether you're in married life, or whether in you're in religious life, or priestly life, um, the challenges are, are pretty much evened out. Um, and so we can take pointers from one or the other um, vocation um, and certainly apply it. Because right. if that support, um, we always need to be brought back into our, our relationship more deeply with Christ. Um, and um, so I think that, um, especially during this time of COVID, I think our engaged couples have felt the challenge of not mm-hmm. being able to develop community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not been in person with our marriage prep um, except last September, and we did do a March one. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping and looking forward now into this new year. Uh, I should say, in this year, of getting back to um, in-person presentation um, to help our engaged couples develop a community Right. Uh, once again.
1: Right. Sister Candace Fear. thank you so much for being with us from the Office of Family Life, Diocese of New Ulm. Thanks so much, Sister, for being with us today.
2: Thank you very much for having me and allowing me to share with you today.
1: Wonderful. God bless you. Eli, what do you got for us for our next show? Hey, thanks, Father. We've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, hosted by Steve Ponskowski and Mark Holcraft, coming to you from our Fargo studios. Let's start off the show with Brad Gray and Tom O'Keefe, talking about faith, hope, and charity. Then Jacinta Sponskowski and Meredith Hallcraft will join us to talk about living up virtue and family life, plus here from Bishop John Fulda. he will be talking about how Real Presence Radio is celebrating 20 years. All that and a whole lot more coming up on the next Real Presence Live 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on The Real Presence
0: Radio Network. Network, right back to you.
1: Thank you, Eli. Beautiful show coming up tomorrow. Uh, Brothers and sisters, so glad to be with you today. If I might just say, uh, you are... You are the love of Jesus Christ in the world. And for all those who are disconnected from a parish, you could bring them back to the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, pour out the blessing of Almighty God upon you through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you later. God bless, everybody.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.